The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. One of the scribes came to Jesus and asked him, which is the first of all the commandments? Jesus replied, the first is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The scribe said to him, well said, teacher. You are right in saying, he is one, and there's no other than he. And to love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is worth more than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered with understanding, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God and no one dared to ask him any more questions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So for being a disciple of Christ, which word is more important? Given or gotten? I did look it up. Gotten is a word in the English language. Okay. Given or gotten. Because we focus a lot on giving, right? We, we're called to respond. We're called to give. And we hear in the first uh, reading from Deuteronomy chapter 6 is what? What's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So this is about giving. Being generous. When we think about stewardship, we think about what? Giving. And we're having the stewardship renewal this month, in, or in, no, in November. We're responding on our, our response, our offering. So is this the heart and soul of the Christian life, the giving? Or our giving? The answer is no. Love consists not in that we love God, but then God loved us. So the first thing... The prerequisite to living as a disciple following the Lord, giving your life to the Lord, sharing your gifts and love of God and neighbor, the first movement is that we have to receive the goodness of God. We don't have anything to give. And so, gotten. We have to get it. That God first loved us. So you know what this is called in the Christian life? This is called evangelization. The proclamation of the good news. Before you can get into discipleship and following the Lord and your commitments, we have to be awakened. We have to be evangelized. There has to be good news. We have to be attracted. That's why the, the first of our priorities for our parish priority plan, our mission, our parish mission is be disciples, make missionary disciples. But our first priority is what? Awaken every heart to the, to the desire for God. What is that? That's evangelization. And we can't presume that. There has to be a falling in love. 
there has to be an attractive good that's personal. Right? Otherwise, we're building our house on sand. So how does that begin with us? Well, this year, um, stewardship theme is given. And rather than first consider, like, is our life given to God? Is our life given to our neighbor? The first consideration, as you'll see on the art piece, you can pick up a holy card as you leave. Um, and the uh, stewardship poster there is as you enter the church. Is there a depiction of Father Capon um, holding the Eucharist? So we know his life was given over to his fellow POWs, right? When in, in the prisoner war camp. So yeah, he was, his life was totally given and we, got, we need to be inspired by that. He, there was heroic virtue there in forgiving his persecutors, praying for them. But he, it didn't begin with himself. It began not by given, it began by gotten. And what was gotten? What was received? Where was his power from? Where was his energy? It was divine. It was supernatural. And it came from what? As you'll see in his hands, the Eucharist. Because what is the Eucharist? It's not a symbol. There, it, there is a sign to it because it's a sacrament. But the sign leads us into the reality and the real presence. His body, blood, soul, and divinity. That we come here to receive each week. And it becomes our source of love. In which we are first loved. In the here and right now in a particular way. It's given to us in its entirety. Then we go and leave this church. And from this energy, from this power source like Father Capon. Our love from a supernatural fount is diffused. It's given. So this is the most important thing in the spiritual life we have and in the Christian life and in the life of the steward in the life of stewardship is that we have to be connected and receiving from the source. John 15, verse 1. Jesus says, What? I am the true vine, you are the branches. We have to be drawing our lifeblood from the vine. And for us, the source of this, of this Christian life of giving, of loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and our neighbor as ourselves, is what? The source of this, the fount of this, the principle of this is what? The Holy Eucharist, Holy Communion. That's why we come to Mass every week. That's why it's so important that we do this together. This is the central belief, the central power the beginning and the end, because it's Christ himself. That's the Christian life. So, as we're, you know, reflecting upon gotten, so that we could be more like Father Capon and Jesus in given, sharing our gifts and love of God and neighbor, being generous, self-sacrificial, living the heroic virtues, even living the heroic virtues, yeah. We can be just like Father Capon because the source is not ourselves. It's Christ. That's why I can be so confident. That's why you can be so confident. We're all losers in Christ. So it's good. St. John Paul II said that without the Eucharist, 
It is impossible to live the heroic virtues. For example, he says, like forgiving those who have harmed you, like living chastity in a difficult age. So this is why the Mass is so central. This is why it's so important. This is why it's not enough to watch the Mass on TV. This is our lifeblood. So why aren't we experiencing the power that comes from this? So that we can live a true stewardship way of life, completely given, sharing our gifts and love of God and neighbor. Well, there's three things that, that's entailed here. It's not automatic. It's not magic. So the first is this. So did any, I don't know if any of you have paid attention to the news. You know President Biden been in Rome, right? And he visited with the Pope. So that got a lot of press, you might imagine. President, President Biden is um, explicitly, overtly in support of abortion, right? So the question, and this has been going on among the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops. They're all meeting in November um, to discuss whether you can receive Holy Communion and be pro-abortion, right? Um, and uh, in the conversation between Pope Francis and um, President Biden, well, President Biden said that he shared that he was a good Catholic. He should receive, keep receiving Holy Communion. The Vatican responded, um, it was an internal conversation, so we don't share those things. So we don't know. You thought I was going to go in one direction, didn't you? Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but there's a real issue here. So the first requisite is that what? We can't be in mortal sin. If we're in mortal sin, it's kind of like this. I'm, I'm a football player, and I've got the ball, and I decide to run out of bounds, and make, but I make 50 yards out of bounds. You have to be in the playing field. You know what I'm saying? So the playing field is the way of love and life in Christ. So we can run and get a lot of yards, we think, out of bounds. There's no effect. All right, so we have to be in the state of grace. But that's, that's not the Christian life. It's like, can you imagine in football, like the whole focus is on not breaking the rules. That's not going to win any games. Okay, sometimes we think about the Christian life like that. Am I in the state of mortal sin? Well, that's important that you're on the field. <laughs> And you're playing the game. Okay, so we'll move past that. The second prerequisite is what? There has to be a faith, faith that this is the real presence. You know, like, it is the Lord. It's the same Lord God made man who walked the earth 2,000 years ago. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. We call that the real presence. And so one of the things that the bishops are addressing in November at their meeting is belief in the real presence is at an all-time low. What are the causes? There's a million probably different opinions. But let me just share with you what I think is really important when it comes to the real presence. Don't start by trying to understand the real presence in the Eucharist by, with a scientific mind. Like I have to intellectually comprehend the engine, what's under the hood. You know, I don't really know what's under the hood in my Ford F-150. I know how to turn it on, I know how to put it into gear and I drive and enjoy it. Do I need to know how everything works? No. So don't start your Eucharistic communion 
and devotion and faith with I'm not going to drive until I understand how all the carburetor, the engine, the pistons, and how everything works in the system. It's good after you appreciate and enjoying the vehicle, it is valuable to understand how it works. But you know, a lot of the saints didn't understand the scientific and break down in the, in the philosophical categories of accident, substance, <laughs> outward sign, and the visible remains, but the Lord holds the signs in place while the substance changes so it's no longer bread. Oh, I'm so inspired. <laughs> no, just, just like driving a truck, what's its purpose? What does it do? It moves you. What does the Eucharist do? It moves you because it's an outpouring flood. Complete gift of God. And not just a gift, but it is the gift who is God himself. So the love of the eternal God right here under in this host is being really and truly given and communicated to me right now. It's not a mere symbol that I'm just reminding of how God loved me. No, it's dynamic, it's activated. <laughs> it's activated right here at the consecration. And you're receiving the flood of God's infinite love in this moment. So that's what you say amen to, which means I believe. That's what I have faith. This is the flood of God's internal love is being given to me in a very personal, particular way in the Eucharist. It is Christ himself. Okay? This third. So, if we, we, we want to get to the point of gotten, right? We have to be evangelized first. We have to receive first because before we can live generous stewardship. The third essential to living a Eucharistic life that your power your source, your fount, your engine is, your vine is divine, is the life of devotion. This is one of the reasons that I more than promote, I champion commitment and prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, praying an hour a week before our Lord. That's not the only type of, of devotion. Devotion it's not the real presence in the sense of, it's not a sacrament. So why do we need to vote? Why don't we just have straight the sacraments? Because it's like this. Why is devotion so much needed? Because devotion, devotion inflames the heart to receive what Christ wants to give through the sacraments. So, here's my favorite pen that I have a great attachment to. Don't even think about asking me to use it. Okay, asking to use it. So, I've had this for a couple years. Guess what? The ink ran out. Very sad. So, I ordered refills. They came. I was so excited to use my pen again. It feels so nice. It writes so beautifully. And the refills didn't work. So, I threw them away. They're, they're a waste. I can't write. They, can't, they don't fulfill their purpose. Ordered more. They didn't work. Threw them away. 
ordered a lot more. Okay, what's going on here? I guess I'm too attached to this. It doesn't work. I should just throw this pin away. Well, then I, I've told some of you this story. I walk into the office and I see the secretary. She is taking one of the refills and going like this. Back and forth. Rolling it between her hands. What are you doing? So she looks on the internet and she does what? She finds a hack. Is that by rubbing the refill back and forth between your hands, you're warming up the ink. And it begins to flow. I threw away all those refills because they are a waste. That's what the life of devotion does. It's not that the, the sacraments, it's not that the Eucharist isn't the most powerful source in the world because it is God himself. It's that for the grace to flow through the sacraments, through our hearts, the blood has to be flowing, the spiritual blood has to be flowing in our hearts. And if it's not working, we may be in the state of grace, we may have faith when we're coming up here, but our hearts may not be warmed up and the blood flowing. Because when the blood is flowing in our hearts, the ink of God's grace pours through us and writes God's plan and providence in the world. This is an awesome reality. And this is why Pope Benedict XVI and John Paul II spoke of a Eucharistic awe. It's so amazing. It's so awesome. This is the source and summit of our life. If we're going to evangelize the world, awaken them, they have to see witnesses. We are his witnesses for the salvation of the world.